0: Father, this morning we just come to you. And as we, from the beginning years back, you taught us, Lord. Once again, I want to pray for myself and for the church. Father, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes, Lord, we really need your spirit to understand and open the eyes of our understanding. The only purpose, Lord, that we might know you. Because our entire life, salvation, eternity is about knowing you. And we do not want to walk this life without really knowing you. So open our eyes, God. So that even the word that comes forth, we do not receive with ears of flesh. No eyes of flesh. But we hear with eyes of the spirit. See. See into thy kingdom, and hear through the ears of the Spirit. So touch our ears with your blood, and our eyes with your ointment, that we may hear, and we may see, and we may believe, and we may obey, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, teach us, speak to us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. The title of the message is When Your Brook Dries. Brook means a small river, stream, rivulet. When Your Brook Dries. The text, first text which we begin with today is the text on which the entire sermon is based on is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Four. We walk by faith and not sight. To the church in Corinth, the Holy Spirit through Apostle Paul, when he's writing to Corinth and to all of us, is not giving a, a command. He's assuming it's already being practiced, that we walk by faith and not by sight. When the Bible uses the term walk, it is just not about this physical movement from point A to point B. It is talking about how do we look? How do we progress in life? How do we perceive? How do we understand? How do we make decisions? And we know sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. When it comes to sight, we know, we hear, we see, we smell, We taste, we touch our five senses. Okay, With these senses, we receive knowledge, we receive understanding, and we make decisions. That's how every normal man in the world walks. We walk, people walk by sight. That's what it means. Sight here doesn't mean our eyes. It is how we perceive with the five senses God has given us. But God changes completely for his people and he first uses, we walk by faith and then a negative and not by sight. He says you cannot, God's people cannot walk by sight. The assumption here is if God's people walk by sight, they will stumble. They will go off track. Brother Alan was praying. Over and over. That we don't go off track. That if anyone has gone off track. They come back to the track. If we walk by sight. In the world. If you don't walk by sight. You trip. You fall. You go off track. In the kingdom of God. God's people. God says. You walk by faith. And not by sight. And We all know. How faith comes by now. We know. Faith comes from? Hearing. And hearing from the? Word of God. Faith does not come from the word of God. Please understand this. Though faith, word of God is fundamental. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. That hearing is our issue, not the word of God. Everybody has the word of God or at least the word of God in your app. Everybody has it. But our issue is not with the word of God. Our issue is is with hearing. And that hearing is from the spirit. The Holy Spirit touches ears of our spirit and we know God has spoken. And our issue is with hearing. And unless we hear, we cannot walk. And that's Paul's prayer. And all the great ones, if you look in the word of God who walked with God, they heard and then they made Their choices, they made their decisions. In Galatians 5 and verse 25, scripture says, If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Now it is interesting, you should say, Well, if I am living in the spirit, Why should we again say, then walk in the spirit? If you are living in the spirit, you are obviously walking in the spirit, right? God says no. If you're living in the spirit, that does not mean you're walking in the spirit. Living in the spirit means there are absolutely very good, godly men and women of God all around the world. They have the word and they live by it. They're godly. They're righteous. They live, but they don't walk. They don't walk. Because somewhere around in their mind the Holy Spirit is a doctrine and not a person. It's not a real living entity who speaks to you constantly or gives you direction. The Holy Spirit is just a doctrine. They live in the Spirit. Yes, the word of God. By the Spirit they live. Godly lives. Good. You will see impeccable testimonies. But they don't walk. In Romans 8 and verse 14, scripture says, for as many as are led, to be led, you have to hear. To be led, you have to hear. As many as are led by, not the word, by the spirit, through the word. As many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These are Older, mature believers who have learned to hear, obey, and walk with God. Another one, in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. For as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Okay. We isolate verse 9 and we say, you know what? It's talking about my house in heaven and my real estate. I have no clue what it is like. The coming. Life. That's not what the Bible says talks about. That's not what it's talking about. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He says, I reveal it to you through my spirit. Joseph, when he was a 17 year old young boy in his father's house looking after sheep, to him it was already revealed what he was going to be in another 13 years time. He did not the time span, but he knew what was going to happen to him. It was revealed to him in the spirit. Paul, on the day he saw the light, heard the voice, blinded. Three days later, he knew what was going to be the nature of his ministry. And what was waiting for him in every town. How? Revealed through the Spirit. Revealed through the Spirit. And before he dies, he's able to see The ultimate for a righteous man, pursuing righteousness, the crown of righteousness, revealed through the Spirit. It's revealed. For the Spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God, which is hidden, the Spirit knows. And the Spirit reveals to whom He chooses. And verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Why did I bring these verses here is so that we get to know the third person of the Trinity. We have heard enough of the word. We hear it over and over. We need to keep hearing the word, studying a word, but without the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6 says, Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We need the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to constantly interact on the word with us. And it has to be a genuine process every day in our life. Even when you hear the word today, Or when you go back and read the word or listen to the word, you have to invite the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, speak to me. Because if I speak to you, it will not bring any change. But if he speaks through me and He touches your ears and your heart, that's how revival takes place. That's how our spirits are quickened. The word of man has no power. But when the spirit touches it, it has. We live by faith and we walk by faith. The Old Testament patterns, God put it all in the Old Testament patterns so that we New Testament people would look there and say, oh, this is what it means. They didn't understand it much, but we understand it because it is revealed to us by the spirit. They fought every move of God because they didn't understand it. They were people of the letter, but we are people of the spirit. Therefore, what they went through, we understand it was for us. Scripture says in Corinthians 10, All these things were written down for our sake, upon whom the end of ages has come. So it's for our sake. So for Israel in the 40 years in the wilderness, every day manna came. Every day. And God made it very clear. You collect it only for today. If you keep it for tomorrow it will go bad. And everyone who kept it for the next day, it went bad. Meaning, you have to learn to hear my word every day. Every day. That's exactly the situation Jesus will tell the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What was the pattern? The pattern was, you have to receive it each day. The written word is there, but you have to receive it from the spirit each day. On the sixth day, God said, collect for two days. Seventh day, it will be sufficient for the seventh day. It was interesting that when they collected double the amount on the sixth day, when half the portion went into the seventh day, it did not go back. It did not go back. But any other day, if they kept, it went back. So who can understand his ways? Who can understand his ways? So God was teaching them and teaching us. Learn to hear every day. The God who saved you, the God who was named Emmanuel, God with us, is not an impersonal God. It's a very personal God. And he said, he's your father. He's your father. And children need to hear from their father. The fact is, it's only when you and I learn to walk with God God, we actually get to know God. If you only listen to my sermons, you will know about God. So our Mahendra and all the others, when the pastors check them, they say, you know so much about God. which is true, because they heard. Any one of you go to any church and they ask you a quiz, they will say, oh, you know so much about God. But to know, know to know God You need to walk with Him. All of you know the person who walks with you best. Whoever it is, you know it's from a walk. And we've been called to walk with God. And actually walk with God, we get to know God better and better and better. But till we learn to walk with God, we know about God, which is good. We need to know about God. Why is this important? Because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. And the first time we heard, we were convicted in our heart. We cried out, we believed, and God called us righteous. Our righteousness is intimately connected with hearing. If you want to grow in righteousness, you have to hear you have to hear. There is a growing in righteousness. Yesterday's men's meet, I was telling, let's look at that portion, Second Peter. There were two people put over there by God as examples when they started, the father of believers, Father Abraham. And along with him was another one, his nephew. But look at his nephew being described over here. And he delivered righteous lot. So when he delivered righteous Lot, where was Lot? In Sodom. Who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For the righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Three times it is mentioned. What? Righteous. So Abraham is righteous. Lot is righteous. What is Lot doing? Living by faith. You and I, in today's context, if we were to see lot, we will say, Are yaar, kya hai? what a testimony in Sodom. In the midst of this lawless people and lawless deeds, you're still keeping your testimony. What a testimony, yaar. do you understand what he's talking about? He's living in Sodom. And he's living a righteous life. Keeping the commands of God. And not going into the... He's fighting lawlessness with his eyes, with his ears. Every day fighting lawlessness. But not partaking of lawlessness. But partaking of God's righteousness. He's a righteous man. Yet, you will never hear until Genesis 19. Lord ever hearing from God. The first time he hears from God... Through an angelic host, two people, that is the day of judgment for his family and for the city. And when he hears for the first time, because he did not have a life of hearing from God, he's not able to take one decision according to the hearing. He falls apart because he did not have a life of walking with God. This is the problem. Righteous people, Good people who go by the book but have never heard and never learned to be led by the Spirit. When things fall apart, they come apart. Because they have never learned to walk with God. That's why the Holy Spirit constantly, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, keeps on warning. All those who have ears. He didn't say, all those who have eyes, let them read the word. All those who have eyes, let them read the word. Let them go to school, get good language. And he doesn't say, all those who have ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit says. This has been the issue with the church for 2,000 years. People who fell apart and people who stood. To stand, you need to hear. They had to literally pull him out by force. And when he is given a choice, go up, he says, no, I can't, I will go down. Messes, wife dies, daughters compromise, his end is sad, sad. Righteous man, righteous man. There is a righteousness that is by which we love. There is a righteousness that comes by A walk. And that's what the Bible is talking about. Hearing from God. Abraham. It is never written about Lot. Lot told his wife. Oh we are going to Sodom. Please say that you are my sister. No. It is never told. That Lot's wife told Abraham, Lot. I am not going to have a baby. Have a child through the maid. Lot didn't make any of those mistakes. Abraham made many mistakes, but he always heard. Always heard. The problem is, you have a man who is walking by faith, and you have a man who is living by faith. We look at all his mistakes without realizing he is walking with God, while this man is just living there by the word, that's all. Understand the difference in the word of God. If you have this and this combined, it's perfect. That's where scripture says a righteous man will fall. How many times? And what happens? He? How does he rise up? Because he hears. Everything is burned. Everybody's hand is against him. Yet scripture says David encouraged himself in the Lord. A other, bring the effort, inquire of the Lord. What should I do? And the word of God immediately comes. Pursue, overtake, and... Recover all. Why did he ask? Because he had a history of hearing from God. People who do not have a history of hearing from God, where everything collapses, they don't even know there is a God who can answer you in the midst of your darkness. He had heard. Therefore he knew this is a God who speaks. We have to learn in these terrible, terrible last days on earth. Everything is going kaput in every nation. And there is almost a demonic hostility towards the church. Every nation, the believing church. It's like Daniel's three friends, bow or burn. Literally, bend down to our standards. Otherwise, you will be ostracized. You will be finished off. And we need to hear how to stand, what to say, where to go. How to love. Galatians 3.2 This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the Lord? Or by? Hearing hearing of faith. Read read that carefully. The hearing. Faith comes from? So there is the hearing of faith. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the Lord? Or by the hearing of faith? Over and over. God says. All those who have ears, let them hear. So today I want to look into familiar person. We have heard many times a lot of new people who probably never heard those old messages unless you have a habit of logging into the old, into the website and listening to all the old messages. We're introducing in 1st Kings chapter 17 verse 1. There is a sudden introduction of a man with no antecedents except from where he comes. And Elijah, the Tishbite. It's like suddenly the curtain is removed and this man comes in. We don't know who he is. We don't know who his father is. We don't know anything about his life before that. If you did not have the new covenant and the revelation coming through James, we wouldn't know what was before this. Revelation in the book of James, James will say, Elijah was a man of like passions like us. He prayed. That it should not rain. Then he prayed and it should rain. Three and a half years it did not rain. Elijah. So when we are introduced over here, James will have the revelation through the spirit. This was a praying man. Broken by the idolatry of Israel. He's crying out to God. And God speaks to him and says, Okay, you shall be my man. I hear your cry. And I will tell you how I'm going to bring these people. How? I'm going to cause a famine. You cause a famine. And he agrees with God. And God agrees with him. When we see him, he's standing before the, before the king. When he stands before the king, this is what he says to the king. Said to Ahab, I'm telling you to do that, it's unbelievably scary. You hear God's Spirit say, Rise of Elijah, go there, stand before the king. And this is exactly what you will say to the king. Now this doesn't come the written word. You have to hear. So you will see when we are introduced to Elijah, it is a walk by faith. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. He stands and what does he say? As the Lord God of Israel. Lord God of Israel is a living God. Before whom I? Ah, He's talking about a reality. I stand before him. He's not an impersonal God who is far away, who gave two tablets of stone through Moses and then retired and said, do by what is written. No, he's a personal God before whom I stand. He lives and I stand before him. And this is what I say. Because what I have heard from him will come through my mouth. And what comes through my mouth is exactly what he says. Therefore I have the courage and the boldness to speak as God spoke. So what does he say? Before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years at my word, not at his word. The word of God and the word of man has become one at my word, no rain. At my word, no rain. Do you understand? Standing there, what does it mean to walk by faith? Then as soon as he obeyed step one, till then God hasn't told him anything. Because that's the nature of God. When he tells you A, you have to do A before he will reveal B. But we are not like that. We want A, B plus C also. And God says, no. Do you believe that I am living? We don't really believe that he's living. So we say, if you are speaking, if you are the one who is speaking, then give me A, B, and C. God says no A. So he goes there, he speaks. <sighs> you no, know, prophets have lost their heads for these saying these things to kings. And he hasn't even told him what he is supposed to do after that. He opens his mouth and he says this to the king. And verse 2 then the word of the Lord came to Elijah standing before the king, spoken what God has spoken, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah and said, this is what you need to do. Now, this man looks like crazy to us, like, how can a man live like that? That's what James is talking about. This man had an incredible deep life of praying and hearing from God. His prayer life defined his walk with God. He was a man of prayer. He had His life was saturated in prayer and he could hear. And when you have continuously heard from God, you are not afraid to go and obey when God tells you to do this. Because you know he is faithful who will speak and tell me what to do. I don't have to hear anything from God in advance. Because he is living. He is not dead. And his line will never say busy, 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 busy. No, when he speaks, he cuts through every static and he will speak to you. Clear. Cut through. And what does he say? Then the word of the Lord came. You see the entire movement is directed by the Holy Spirit. Entire thing is directed by the Holy Spirit. And we'll tell him, turn eastward, go to Kerith. Go to Kerith. Go to Kerith. It's interesting what God says. He he tells you, turn east and go to Kerith. Meaning, you don't choose, Elijah, where to go. I will tell you where to go. And where you go, there is provision for you. And the provision has been commanded. I have commanded the ravens. No questions asked. But Lord, isn't that an unclean bird? No, when I say something, even the unclean becomes clean. Unclean bird. It will bring you bread morning and evening and drink from the brook. Everything is factored by God. The place, the provision and the protection. Until the work of his servant is over, he cannot be killed, he cannot be destroyed. So his protection too. You will see subsequently King Ahab has sent soldiers to every city, every town, every nation to find this guy. But they cannot find him because he's exactly where God has hidden him. He cannot be found by the army, by the soldiers who are scouting the entire landscape to look for him. But he cannot be found. Why? Because he's hidden by God. Verses five and six. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and did according to the word of the Lord. That's the key. He went and did According to the word of the Lord. This is not the Ten Commandments he's keeping. This is not the book of Leviticus. He went and did according to the word of the Lord. What did God say? Turn eastward, go to Cherith, sit there until I tell you. And your meals will be provided. Like we always say. This is the first room service mentioned in human history. Only the waiter were ravens. For he went and stayed by the brook, Cherith. Which flows into the Jordan. And ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. Bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. God said my servant can have bread and non-veg also. Not vegetarian. Non-vegetarian dish morning and evening. You know what? This is the life all believers want to live. Because they read only the first couple of verses of Psalm 23. He leads me to green pastures and still waters. I wish I had my hammock also. Elijah also very nice. What a life. What a life. Scenery is great. Water is pure. And meals comes free. The dream come true, right? So you would say, Elijah, We envy you. Let me tell you, a lot of believers are living this life. They have their provision and they have peace. Sometimes the very blessings of God can become the very barrier to fulfilling His purpose. The very blessings of God and to experience the next move of God in our lives. The very blessings of God. Kushi life. Some theologians say this was one and a half years he lived there. Kya hai? One and a half year long picnic. And then verse 7. And it happened. After a while, the brook dried. The brook dried. Since you all know the story. Let me tell you, if Elijah had stayed at Kerith, or Cherith, however you want to pronounce it, if he had chosen to stay there, a widow and her son would have died. Because righteous people enjoy the blessings of God and just stay there enjoying it and do not hear from God and do not move, people are dying. People are dying in their sins and going to hell. Because they do not hear. Did anything would have anything happen to Elijah? No, no. The suffering is by the others to whom you and I are sent. But to be sent, we have to hear. That's why faith has ears, and you, I, I and you must learn to hear. And we should learn to hear when the brook dries. Oh, the brook has dried. Start digging on the bank. No. Why has my brook dried? Why has my brook dried? Are there people I must meet? Are there people I must save? When you hear and you move, you may miss that old place the old brook, even the company of those familiar ravens and living an easy life with no tension. But you will not miss God when you move. You may miss everything else. But one person you will not miss when you hear and move is God. That's why in this walk of faith, when we hear and when we obey, Not the life of faith, but the walk of faith. Not the life of faith, but the walk of faith. When you walk by faith, your own triumph can cause problems in your life. Why did the brook dry? Because Elijah prayed. Why did the brook dry? Because Elijah? So if you look down with natural eyes... Who is the reason for your calamity, Elijah? Me only. I prayed for the rains to stop and the brook has dried. That's why there is nothing written about Lord's wife was barren. But Abraham's wife was barren. Why? Because you are walking by faith. And when you walk by faith, your faith has to be tested. To look by faith on the written, your faith doesn't have to be tested. But when you walk by faith, your faith has to be tested. Your hearing has to be tested. Am I hearing from God?
1: Your hearing has
0: to become clearer. Otherwise, no. That's not my challenge. Now he has to sharpen even more his hearing skills. And you don't go to Iflu for it. Listening skills. Even more. Brooke has tried. You told me to go and sit there. But Lord, the brook has dried. And he hears. In verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Then the word of the Lord came. The Holy Spirit is moving. Speaking. What did he say? Arise. Arise. Go. Arise. Go. We need to hear those things. Arise. Go. Where? To Zarefat? To Zarephath. Which is in Sidon and there, stay there. Not visit there because when you hear, you have to hear very clearly. Not pass through. Not pass through or take a one week break. No. Dwell there. Dwell there. Why? See, I have commanded widow to provide for you. Let me tell you this later. I will tell you the widow has no clue about anything. Zarephath, Sidon, widow. So now suddenly the narrative changes in Psalm 23. We don't want it to change, but it changes. What is that? Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And then you spread a table for me in the presence of my enemies. What did he say? Arise, go to Sidon, Zarephath in Sidon. Reason? Look there. The next one. And Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord. More than all all were before him. So you have the most evil king so far ruling Israel. Second. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. He took his wife whom? Jezebel. The daughter of Itabal. The king of Sidon. Where did God tell him to go? Sit Sit on. Go to your enemy's camp. Sit right under Jezebel's father's nose and I will provide for you there. You have seen one level of protection and provision in isolation from the eyes of others. Now I will protect you and provide for you right under the nose of your enemies. I will show you how to walk with me. Stay there. Dwell there. This can only come from a walk. And those who walk with God are always misunderstood. Because those who live by faith, nice, godly, righteous lives can never understand oh I am walking like this. Why is this fellow going like this? Because he is drunk in the spirit. The spirit is leading him and he cannot answer because if he were to tell you I heard, he will laugh at you. You wouldn't understand this man. What are you doing? The king is looking for you. And it is not even the king. The king is a weak man. The real power is his wife. She's a wicked woman. And you're going to a father's house. Living in that country. Arise, go. Go to Zarephath. God, those who walk by faith, God leads them to the next level of faith. I have commanded. A widow in Samaria, not in Israel. That's why Jesus said, there were many widows in Israel. Meaning God did not send people, his prophets to people according to their need. But according to their faith. Only God knows this lady will obey. In the most desperate situation, she will still obey. We are not getting it actually. This woman is a Samaritan. She is not a Jew. She is not of his kind. Arise. Go to Sarefat in Sidon. I have commanded a widow to feed you. Let me put it in context. Those who read newspapers. Then you will understand. I tell Shavan. Shavan the Lord. I am not saying. The Lord tells him, Shavan. Arise. Go to Lucknow or Gorakhpur, And I have commanded a Dalit widow to feed you. And start your ministry there. He will shiver. Because he knows exactly what it means and where he's going. Because Dalits are being lynched. And UP is the experiment box. How to wipe out identities and make all one. And saying, you arise and go there and I have commanded a Dalit woman to feed you. Question is, will we rise? And he rose. <laughs> You and I can't pray pray and say, Lord, please, Lord, don't move me from carrots." Just one shower here in this brook. So enough water for me, Lord, please. No, you can't make it rain. But if you move, there's provision there. Because your provision does not come from the brook or the widow. Your provision comes from God. These are only agents. Deuteronomy 28, one puts it so beautifully. We looked at it yesterday. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commands which I command you today. Hello? Don't you have the law? Don't you have it written? Don't you have a law? Then why should I listen to his voice? You have to obey his voice and do his commands. The written... And the unwritten. My voice. And my commands. First the commands, like Jesus, 30 years, keeping the law. Then hearing clearly. We have to hear, we have to obey. Or we will get stuck at Cherut. There is supply. If you dig around, you will get some water for another one year. Because it was a riverbed anyway. But there is no movement. Faith has movement. And faith is absolute trust in the person of God who actually speaks. I don't understand, Lord. Because faith is its contrary to sight. Contrary to sight. Contrary to sight. If you walk by sight, it is not possible to walk by faith. Now, we have heard this, right? Israel, seven days walking around the walls of Jericho with the priests. Think about it. How idiotic it looks. How idiotic. Imagine before the election when that attack took place and Prime Minister Modi says to the Indian army, go to the border and sing Sare se acha, Hindustan hamara. Do you think anything will happen? That's what's wrong with this guy? That's exactly what they did for seven days. They worshipped God. And then when God said, speak, they spoke and the walls came down. If you walk by sight, it is not possible to walk by faith. It's impossible. And we are sight creatures. The more intelligent you get, the more well-read you are, the more difficult it becomes. The more difficult it becomes. That's why God had to pick an intelligent man called Saul of Tarsus, take him to the deserts of Arabia for three years in the deserts, cleaned his mind out of all his theology, spoke to him directly and he came back and he's walking by faith. Have to detox your mind. I don't understand, Lord. You don't have to understand, but I trust you. I trust you. I know you. I trust you. In Job 23 and verse 8, Job says, Look, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. He's looking with his sights. The next verse. I didn't give nine, I think, right? Can I have nine too? Yeah. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns the right hand, I cannot see him. If you try to understand the ways of God with this human instrument called the brains, it's not going to happen. If God could be understood, he is not God. So don't even try it. That's where the spirit comes. The spirit will reveal because he searches the deep things of God and reveals it to your spirit and you obey. And then you see the result. It was relatively... Easier, if it was one and a half years at Kerith, easier for Elijah to depend upon God directly. The river is there. The ravens are coming. You know, it is directly God. Than to go to Samaria and be dependent on a poor widow. That's more difficult. Do you know what it takes to leave everything and trust God? leave everything and trust god through man trust god through do you know why we always notice we have always told you all these years of the church when you put your offerings don't write your name and you know what whenever people have left usually the rich leave first the offering doesn't change it just never changes It never changes. The needs are always. I have never known how God has done this all these years. And one of the primary reasons he told me the first Sunday we met, very few of us he told me, no names. You're dependent upon man, but you're not dependent upon man. You're dependent upon me. I will use men and women to meet your supply, but you will never be dependent upon them. Because if you are dependent upon them, you will turn this to suit them. Don't do that. No names. It's more difficult to live with the widow and depend upon the widow than the ravens. Because that is supernatural anyway. This widow, what if she tomorrow wakes up and says, I don't feel like cooking for you. You eat too much anyway. (laughs) Right? But That's what happens in all churches. Hmm? People don't go. I don't feel like going to church today. Can you be dependent upon man to run something that is of God? No. You have to be dependent upon God to use vessels, unknown vessels. Verse 9 said, go, I have commanded a widow. Let me tell you, this woman, I believe, had no clue. God did not speak to this Samaritan woman or anything. He didn't do anything like that. But God can supernaturally impress even upon an unbeliever to do things without even realizing why are they doing things. And she went, I have commanded a widow there. Because God is always in control. He never is out of control. She must have been moved at that exact time I don't know how it happened. I don't know how old her son was. Son must have said, Amma, I'm hungry. I've been eaten for two days. She said, okay, let me get some firewood to collect. Collect some firewood to make our last meal. And she goes out and she's collecting sticks outside the city gate as she's collecting Elijah cans. Do you see how it works out? She must have been moved out to get out and be found at the gate at the right time. Be at the right place. And Elijah had to hear and obey at the right time to move and to be found at the right place. Okay, God spoke to me, arise and go. But arise does not mean arise. Like one of the politicians when Telangana was being divided and all this stuff was happening. He said seven one week doesn't mean seven days. answer in a week's time. One week is over. So they asked him, why no answer? He said, okay, one week doesn't mean seven days. When God says, arise, he did not say, arise now. And God says, you better get up now. Otherwise, by the time you reach there, the widow has collected a farood, eaten her meal and lying down to die. Because you were late, not that she didn't believe. You didn't. When you hear, you get up. And you obey. He got up and he obeyed. And there is a divine encounter. Here is lady outside the city gates. And here is the prophet coming. Look at the one I told you earlier. Acts chapter 8, 29 and 30. The spirit said. Who said? Who said? No. <laughs> Philip read. No. The spirit said. What did he say? Go near and... Uh Ah, very clear. Instructions are very clear. Go near. What what should you do? Overtake. That means you can walk. You can walk. Overtake the chariot. So Philip ran. See, God knows everybody's strength and also if God says run, He knows Philip's strength and He can slow down the chariot too. So you catch. So you don't have to worry, Lord. But the chariot, the chariot is faster than me. The horses are. You just run. You give your best to God. And God will slow the chariot. You don't worry about it. We are forever arguing with God. so Because we don't want to obey. And scripture says. Ran to him. And he. Heard. He. Heard. What did he hear? Reading the prophet Isaiah. And he heard what he was reading. And said do you understand what you are reading? Look at verse 32. What he is reading. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before his shearers is silent. See, open not his mouth. That's a text he heard. If he had been slow. If he had been slow. If he had been slow for two minutes. He would have been the next chapter reading about the future glory of Zion. And mixed his text. And he wouldn't know what to explain of Isaiah 54. Do you see why it's important to obey God when you hear? He heard. He ran. And he heard. This is his. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shear is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He said, do you understand? He said, no. He said, I will explain to you. Enoch said, get in. He said, this is Jesus. He was the lamb. Who was slaughtered. And he did not open his mouth. Because for this very purpose he came. The text. The spirit. Everything if the Holy Spirit is not working outside the text, he's using the text, the word, but the spirit is brings it life. Before you know, he says, Oh, this is it. I believe what's there to stop me from being baptized? He said, Stop here. There's water here. Baptized. Next thing you know, Philip is gone. Spirit is taken him, charity is gone. That's why till today you have one of the oldest churches in the world in Ethiopia. One of the oldest churches in the world, probably 2,000 years old, because one man listened to the Spirit. Verse 10 says, And in the, when he came to the gate of the city, I'm not getting into gates, that's another message. What happens at gates in the Bible? That's where judgment takes place. Lot was sitting at the gate of the city. Okay, when the angels came. At the gate of the city, when he is coming, she is there. Wow, right? Poor widow. Gathering sticks. She didn't deserve anything. She did not hope for anything. But then, nor do we deserve anything or can hope for anything. That's when grace met us. Grace did not meet us because we are worthy of it. Grace met us because we were unworthy of it. That's exactly what God was telling his disciples. There were many widows in Israel. But they thought they were worthy. Because of an association with Israel. This was unworthy. And grace meets only unworthy people. Only unworthy people need grace and mercy. The worthy doesn't need Only the unworthy need it. And if you are unworthy, the very God of Elijah is here today with us. If you are unworthy, and you see yourself as unworthy, there she is. They say man's extremities are God's opportunities. She's at an extreme point of her life, ready to give up. And he called out to her. He called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Remember, it is not written, it is written the brook had dried up. It is not written the ravens could not find food. It was not written there was no more bread in the land. There was no more water in the brook. The problem with people is not that there is not bread. It's because the anointing is not moving. That's your struggle. Your struggle is not with the word. Your struggle is with the Holy Spirit. And unless the Spirit moves, God, the Father and the Son does nothing. Does nothing. Even Three and a half years later on Mount Carmel, finally after the prophets of Baal have given up, when he calls the people to come, the first thing he asked them is, bring water. Bring water. The five foolish virgins who got locked out, is not because they did not have the lamp, which is the word, but because they did not have the oil, which is the spirit. All churches have the word. All churches don't have the spirit. He called out to her. What did he ask? Please give me cup of, little cup of water. A cup of water is going to stand between her life And death. She doesn't know it. A cup of water. If she gives a cup of water. she's going to live. And her son is going to live. If she refuses. We don't know how this story would happen. Sometimes you don't realize. One little bit of obedience. When you hear the voice of God. Changes your destiny. Or you revert back forever. One. little step of obedience. One little step of obedience. How many people in Christendom have missed the move of God, the miracles of God, because they did not obey in the little things. That one little step of faith, You have to remember what he's asking. You have to remember what has happened in the country for past one and a half, two years. If it's one and a half years, no rain, no dew. No rain, no dew. Neither. And you have to remember her state of mind. What is her state of mind is given in verse 12. Her state of mind. She said, ask the Lord. Okay, we'll come. She said, I may go in, prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and? What's the state of mind? Die. What am I getting ready for? For my death. That's a state of mind. It's a very, very pivotal moment. You are depressed. You have been stripped off. You have no hope. You have given up on life. And then this strange looking man comes. He looks at you and he doesn't have sympathy for you. And says, oh, sorry. It's not like Joseph saying, why is your face downcast? Nothing. He says, will you give me a cup of water? Who understands the ways of God? Only those who hear can ask, because they know. They know this is where her breakthrough lies. Many years ago in Assam, when I came, uh, uh, finished my uh, service at the Army Church, when I got out, one of the poor Javans uh, he gave me an offering. And it was a two rupee note, a ton, two rupee note. I said, no, 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 sir. He said, no, sir, sa, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, I was thinking I felt bad and he said, no, no. When I come back, the Lord of the spirit of the Lord rebuked me and said, you don't need two rupees, but he needed to give it to you for his breakthrough. I don't ask people to give it to you for you. I give it to ask them to give it to you for their sake. Who told you to say no? Who told you to say no? This is a pivotal moment in our life. Will you give? Will you give? Or you look at your condition, you look at your son, I'm getting ready to die. What is this man asking? You know what verse 11 says? As she was going to get it. He waited. First step. Oh, she's going to get it. Not before. As she was going to get it. Go to the priest and show yourself. What did Jesus tell the lepers? Go to the priest and show. And what is written? As they were going, they were healed. As they were going, they were healed. He was watching. Did he hear? Will she obey? And when she took the first step of obedience to get the water, he said, little bread too. Little bread too. Little bread too. See, this is this is this is incredible Psalm hundred and eighteen. If you look at my phone, it's full on the voice memos, a full of prayers. Two minute prayers, three minute prayer, four minutes prayer, five minutes prayer, recorded and sent to people in the underground churches around the world. In their desperate situations, because I record and I send, they said send a prayer, record and send, including last night. And one psalm is constant in all, almost all the prayers. It's Psalm 118. These are the verses I tell them. You know what? All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me, yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like beasts. they were quenched like a fire of thorns, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. And the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. And then I will speak loudly. But I shall not die. But live and declare the works of the Lord. You will not die. The enemy has pushed you violently that you may die, but God has not sent his servant to you for you to die, but to live. Lo- give your bread. He did not. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy, but I have come to give you life and life in abundance. He's the author of life. What he's asking is not easy, but those who hear and those who obey will experience the power of God. Experience the power of God. What are you going to do? Eat and die? Oh, hear and obey and love. Doesn't it tell through Ezekiel? Oh, Israel. Why do you want to die? Hear and love. Why do you want to die? Hear and love. Verse 13 and 14. As soon as she sees, she sees. Going to do it and he says, Elijah said, do not fear. Don't be afraid. Why? We have heard from Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. The enemy has held mankind in bondage as slaves, not through death, but through the fear of death. You're going to die? You're afraid you're going to die? Don't fear. Don't fear. A coward dies a thousand times, a brave man only once. Don't fear. Don't fear. Fear not. Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from its first and bring it to me afterward. Make some for yourself and your son. Thus says the Lord God of Israel. He says, you know what? Don't worry. Get me the water and go back. <laughs> you know. This is the first miracle. He says, I'm promising you something. The authority of God. Spirit speaking to me. You said, you have itna ata or itna til. Roti ke liye? Do roti ke liye. When you go there, when you mow, we say mow in Hindi, okay? When you need, K-N-E-A-D, need the dough, you will suddenly realize your first miracle. Your calculation was wrong. It is not enough for two, it's enough for three. Enough for three. Not two. You said, for me and my son. You go. Make, you'll see there's enough for three. You, me, and him. Three. Mm -hmm. And then, thus says the Lord God of Israel too. What is that? The bin of flour shall not be used up. And the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends the rain. So Jesus asked his disciples just before he was about to be arrested. When I sent you without a staff, without a money purse... Or sandals. Did you lack anything? No Lord. You lack nothing. Why? I am with you. You will not lack. He told. Do you have swords? Yes. Okay. Carry a few. Why? Because I am not going to be there. For a few days. And then. Don't do anything. Wait in Jerusalem. When he comes. When the rain comes. When the rain comes, you don't have to wait for miracles every day. You are the miracle. You are the miracle anymore. Till then wait every day, every day, every day. But when it comes, the sign shall follow those who believe. It's a real God. Take him at his word. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. Do you know what she said? Do you know what she said? Oh, we didn't read her words carefully. Listen to what she said. She said, Ask the Lord, your God. Ask the Lord, your God. She doesn't say my God. Your God loves. I have only this much. I have nothing more. He says, So you said my God. So let me introduce to you my God. You don't know my God, right? Let me introduce to my God. What is that? You will have enough for three of us. And second, this boat is not going to run out until the rain comes. Until the rain comes. What does Paul write to the from the Philippian church? My God shall supply your needs. My God. Though it's the same God, but he says, you do not know him as I know him. I have lived in abundance. I have learned how to tighten my belt. I have learned how to, in all things I have content, because I know him. And my God shall supply all your needs. A relationship. A life of walking with God. You will have. Fear not. And verse 15 says. She. Went. She went. And did. According to the word of Elijah. And she and the household ate for. Many days. She did. According to the. Word of Elijah in verse 16 adds a correction. The bin of flour was not used, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. The word of man, the word of God had become one. Like Elias' hand claved to the sword, so though all of Israel retreated, enemies could not prevail over this man because his hand and the sword had become one. When your hand and your life and the word becomes one, your enemies cannot prevail over you because you have become one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus says, I have this authority given to by my father. I will lay down my life and I will pick it. No one will kill me. No one will. they will be just instruments used by God. But I am laying down my life. And I am picking it myself. Therefore he said, It is finished. And gave up his spirit. And when they came, they were surprised he was dead. Because he was the word. He was the word. That's why believers do longer die. They sleep in Christ. You cannot be killed. Because this is the fear that... Grips the hearts of men. Death. We don't sleep, die. We sleep. When we sleep, be very sure you wake up on the other side. Neither the brook nor the widow is the source. It is God. So don't ever worry about the source. When one source dries up, another opens. Let us imagine she, Elijah came when one and a half years of famine was over. That means he lived there for two years. Let us imagine he lived in her house for two years. If he lived in her house for two years, by faith, when she gave him a cup of water and one little slice of bread, she exchanged one meal for 2,190 meals. That's what she ate for the next two years. That's what God says. Give. It shall be given unto you. How? Rest down. Shaken together. That's what she got. For 290 meals she got. Until the rain came. Charlatans and fakes are there in TV. Who will look at you and say. The spirit of the Lord is telling me to put 100 dollars in my. Don't do that. Those are crooks. Those are crooks. Because they know 10,000 people are watching, 500 at least cents, he will still make $5,000 or $50,000. So he's just shooting his mouth. And if you look at this group letter sent by this big, big worldwide ministries, every letter is the same. The Spirit of the Lord is telling me and written, Shravan, you have to plant a seed of 100 rupees in my ministry. To Peter, Peter, same letter. Knowing that if 1 lakh goes, 1,000 respond, you will still get 10,000. God doesn't do that. Just because they are fakes around, don't discard the original. He's still the same. If there was no original, these fakes wouldn't be there. They have no precedent to go back. So they will all talk about Elijah and Elijah's widow and all that. They have a precedent which is original and there are fakes many around. And the greater the original, more fakes around. That's why they duplicate 2,000 rupee notes and not 10 rupee notes. So don't discard the original because of the sake. Listen carefully. God will tell you. God will tell you. Because she made room for the word of God in her life. Because you make room for the word of God in your life. Let me tell you the strength of Elijah's widow. Because she made room for the word of God in her life that came through that prophet and obeyed, not only she experienced life when the others were dying in Israel and Samaria because of famine, she had life. She had plenty. She and her son ate every day. She not only experienced life, she also experienced resurrection. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say, I am the life. He said, I am the life and the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. If He only brought life, then when we die, what happens? He says, no, I am the resurrection too. I am the resurrection too. He's not just life. He's also the resurrection. It is not that you have hope for this life alone. That's why scripture says if we have hope in Christ only for this life, we are the most miserable of men. Our hope is not just in this life he will take care of me. Our hope is in the coming one and it is the hope of glory. And Paul says that weight of glory, who can bear? Who can bear? She just did not experience life. She experienced resurrection. Verse 17 says, in the same narrative a little later. Now it happened after these things that the son of woman, son of the woman who had owned the house became sick and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. He died. He died. He died. Okay, typical grieving mother reacts and why did you come here to remind me of sin? We don't get bothered by all that people when they are emotional will say all kind of things but you are looking how can I minister here? The sun is dead. What is the point of your bin being floor and your flower not running out oil is there flour is there but sun is dead. Sun is dead. Your future your next generation is gone. What does Elijah say? He said to her, Give me your son. The next generation is dying. and God is asking the parents, Will you give me your children? And to those of who children are still small and still learning scripture, will you give them when they are still alive or you will wait till they die? See, most parents wait to surrender the children when the children are dead dead in the world, dead in their trespasses, love the world and go. Then say, Lord, please, I surrender my son, I surrender my... Why didn't you give them when they were alive? Should have been better, right? But now that they are dead, would you still give it to him? Take your hands off? Scripture doesn't say, she and Elijah carried the dead body. No, Elijah carried You take your hands off the dead body. Your hands don't have life. It doesn't have the anointing. Give it over fully to God. Hand it over fully to God. Don't hold on to the leg and try to pull when God is trying to pull your child the other way. Don't pull it back. Give it over to God. Hand it over. He took him out of her arms and carried him. You know what verse verse 22 says? I'm going through that narrative, not words by words. Then the Lord. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Not the tears of the mother. Not the wailing of the mother. He heard the voice of Elijah. This is a man who has heard the voice of God. This is a God who has heard the voice of this man. Here is a man. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much God heard the voice of Elijah. The soul returned to the boy. you know what God was telling us, you and me, through this? Prophetically, the last verses of the Old Testament, Malachi 4, 5 and 6. What does it say? Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. What will he do? He will turn the dead children back to the parents and the dead parents back to the children. He will do a resurrection in the lives. Of young ones and old ones. Before Jesus comes back again. That's where we get our hope from. From the word of God. It is written. Before the dreadful dead, b- day of the Lord comes. There is a resurrection. Dead ones will come back. Dead ones will be resurrected. Dead ones will be reconciled. I know how. Because it did with the widows. The church has become a widow. Because she has forgotten who her husband is. But even widows. Their children will be returned. Because the power of Elijah will move. In the last days. That's how we receive our promises. That's how we believe. That's how we believe. Because to believe, you need to hear. It is not enough to read. You need to hear what the Spirit is speaking from those letters. Otherwise the letter kills. But the Spirit gives life. Verse 23. Before that we heard, He took a in his arms, and went up to the upper room. Came down from the upper room and gave the mother the child back. Here is your child. Two thousand years ago, Jesus at Bethany told his disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait there because the Spirit is coming. All those who were at Bethany, I don't believe all, but many of them went back to Jerusalem. What does scripture say? Yes. And when they had entered, they went to the upper room. They went to the upper room. Ten days later, the fire came down. And they came out of the upper room. And on that day, they started giving the dead back to their mothers and their fathers. 3,000 were saved because they went to the upper room where there is life. Where there is life. We don't tarry in the upper room. We dislike our prayer closet. That's why he took the child. He didn't go to the widow's room. Because there is only sleep there. He didn't go to the front room. Because there is only eating and drinking there. He went up there where there is only prayer and the presence of God. He went up there to his prayer closet and came down. Scripture says they were of one mind and were praying. When the Holy Spirit came, then they stepped out as one. And Peter said, and the Holy Spirit started moving. Because 2,000 years ago, 120 heard the voice of God received the power of God and everything changed the world has never been the same again because it's in the upper room we cry out it's in the upper room we will receive the power to revive our nation to revive the next generation in the upper room so please remember this. When God tells you to be in a place and you have heard from God, there is provision there. There is protection there. There is power there. There is life there. And there is resurrection there. It's all there. It's all there. But it all begins by? Hearing. Hearing. All begins by? Ask all the parents with the small, small babies—one month, one week, three months—even when they look, they do not see properly because their optic nerves are not properly formed. But they here, they here, they here in your mother's womb. You see nothing. It's all a black world over there. You are in the womb. You see nothing. Yet when Elizabeth came to Mary's house and opened her mouth and said, Blessed be the Lord God of the baby leaped in the womb because he heard. Faith begins from hearing, not from seeing. Hearing. John leaped in his mother's womb because he heard. I cry as a church will arise around the world that he hears. Because there is nothing more powerful on earth than a church that hears. A hears, Church that hears. They will call the elders now to come for communion. And as we go to communion, pray Lord. I want hearing ears Lord. I want to hear. Don't imagine to hear like Elijah. Little things this right, put this right, put this right little things first as you obey those little things you will hear clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer clearer. in the island of Patmos John the apostle old broken ostracized exiled old man scripture says in the Lord's day I was in the spirit and I heard a voice like a clearer, clearer, louder, clearer, like a Eliza on the mountain heard like a whisper, John heard like a trumpet, loud, clear, very clear. Once you hear, you will not come to me and say, Pastor, I think God you will know. You will know. Elders, please come worship team, please come. take a few minutes as the leadership the eldership is getting ready with the elements bread and the wine and later when it comes to you hold it we will take it partake of it together but scripture says we have this boldness new covenant believers have this boldness to come to the throne room of grace for mercy so just take a few seconds Put right things with God. Anything that you need to put right with God. You do not have to fear. Because the price has already been paid. Only the confession has to be made. No one ever will have to pay a price. For their transgressions. It's been paid. And it's been paid in full. So just take a few moments. Go to God. And say Lord. I plead. The blood. The blood. The blood. Have mercy on me. The blood. The blood. The blood. Because you said in your word, if you confess, God is faithful. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us of all, not some, not many, but of all unrighteousness. Have that boldness to go before God so that you have that boldness to partake of the communion. Shall we pray? Father, we just come to you. We just want to thank you, Lord. The widow at Zarephath only received flour and oil and got her son back. But we received your son. You gave your only begotten son for us that we wretched sinners would become the sons and daughters of God. For your word says, for as many as who received him, he gave them the power, the Authority to be the children of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Lord. We just want to thank you. And I pray, Father, as your children partake of the emblems of your body and your blood, we will be healed. We will be strengthened. We will be empowered. And above all, I pray today, Lord, there would be a quickening in our spirit and an opening of ears. Let our ears be healed, O Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. As I close, stay there. As I close. It's not just one last two minutes and I close. I know there are at least ten more scripture there. It's very easy to hear from God. He just told me, stop. So stop. One final illustration and he said, stop and not because my wife is ill he said stop if he doesn't say stop I will go till the evening let me get that name again yeah John Brenz John Brenz was uh, Martin Luther's friend and when Martin Luther came out with his thesis and the kings of Europe were after him and all his friends to kill them to kill them and when this Charles V, if I am right, sent his soldiers for John Brin's. And when they came, last second he escaped. All he got, if I am right, was a size slice of bread. And he jumped into a neighbor's hayloft and hid there. And the soldiers were looking for him. First day itself, bread finished. The second day, a hen came to the loft and laid an egg third day the hen came and laid another egg for the next fourteen days the egg the hen came and laid an egg and he survived on that on the fifteenth day. the hen didn't come a little later he heard a shout on the streets. The soldiers have gone The same got. Guy- same God. <laughs> Nothing has God. Nothing has changed with our God. Nothing has changed with our God. Nothing has changed with our God. So all we need to do is believe and obey. Believe and obey and hear. Shall we stand? Shall we have the song please? Yeah, Peter? We'll sing, worship one more time. Five minutes, we'll worship. and We shall go home worshiping. Father, we just come to you, Lord. I pray, Father, today, even as I pray, the spirit within your children truly would cry out above, Father. This is an age of spiritual orphans. And unless children hear the voice of their Heavenly Father, and know the strength of his right hand that worked our salvation. Our hearts will not be still. Let there be an opening of ears, O oh God. Let we hear your voice. Fear not. For I am with you. Fear not. That I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you till the end. I pray as I leave today. The presence of God will be with your church. And your presence will be with me. And the voice of the Holy Spirit will guide us. Each day. And you will guide us with your eye. And all your children here will grow. Will grow in you Lord. Grow in you. I speak a healing in the spiritual realm Lord. And in the physical realm. That feeble knees will be made strong. That these feet will go up to the upper room. To seek your face. People hands will be lifted up in praise, in prayer, in adoration in the upper room of God, that they would have an experience with the living God or oh Master. That there may be revival in our homes, in our churches, in this land of oh God. For when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is the Spirit of God that raises up this standard. Move, O oh God. Oh God, move, Father, move! I speak healing into the infirm bodies. I speak healing into the body of Christ. Everyone who has been struck with infirmity, I take authority in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and bind and command the spirit of infirmity to leave the body of Christ in GDC here and worldwide. Because you have given me authority only over GTC, Lord. And I command all around the world, all our churches, I command the spirit of infirmity to leave. I speak your word, Spirit of God, take your word, O oh Lord, and reach and touch your people. Because you said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You said you would bless our bread and our water. That the sickness you put upon the Egyptians, you will not put upon us. You said, I am the God who heals all your diseases. You said, I sent forth my word and healed you of your infirmities. And I pray, Father, as your children, learn to walk by faith. Because there is a righteousness that comes from faith unto faith. The Son of righteousness shall rise over them with healing under their wings, under his wings. And they shall go out like calves fed in the stalls. Let there be a healing released, O Lord. Into the body and the souls of your people. I speak peace. I speak your peace. Into the hearts of your people. Peace. And I pray, Father. For all those who are struggling. They will hear the voice of God. Obey the voice of God. And I pray, Father. Their bin will not go empty. And their jug will not run dry. Until the rain comes. Speak it into their lives Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Father. Let there be life. And let there be resurrection in our midst. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. By faith. Believing the word of God and the spirit of God has sanctified us. We lift up holy hands. And we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. And we proclaim. Thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory. Forever and ever our Lord. Be glorified. Be magnified in our midst O oh Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Father. Go with us. And go before us. Through this month O oh Lord. For in Jesus precious name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of the Father. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. Amen.